Welcome to the Kitchen Table Theology Podcast, where Pastor Jeff Cranston, along with our host, Jen Denton, will discuss biblical theology in an understandable way. You'll discover how to apply biblical truth to your life. Thanks for joining us at the table. Let's get started. Well, hello again, y'all, and welcome back to Kitchen Table Theology. I'm your host, Jen Denton, and with Pastor Jeff Cranston, we're on a quest to learn what the Bible teaches about doctrine and theology. These are topics that many Christians find challenging, confusing, or just out of reach. And we're always aiming to do this in a way that applies to the lives that we lead. We do this because we agree with what theologian and pastor J.C. Ryle once wrote. Let us strive every year we live to become more deeply acquainted with Scripture. Here at Kitchen Table Theology, we want to help you strengthen your faith doctrinally, help you become knowledgeable in and of the Word theologically, and to grow in your love for Jesus exponentially. Today's podcast continues with the 33 things that occur instantaneously at the moment of salvation for every believer. And this is the last one. This is the last one. This is the last one. And if you missed any of those, I believe we started around episode 104. Did I sound too excited when I said that? No, you didn't. Okay, good. You didn't. No. No, I'm I'm happy it's the last one, but... It's the end of a chapter. It's been great. It's been been great. I love thinking along these lines. And if you missed any of these podcasts along the way, we encourage you to go back and give them a listen. But before doing that, we want to thank you for leaving us ratings and reviews. One recent review from CVDV. 83. CVDV. 83 (laughs) says that Kitchen Table Theology is a perfect way to know and apply theology. Wow. I'll take it. Can't get better than that. Thank you for that. (laughs) And we are grateful for each and every rating and review because it helps us get the word out to more and more people about Kitchen Table Theology. So, Pastor Jeff, are we ready to get started with the last of the 33 things? Well, yes, we are. And hello again, Kitchen Table Theologians. Thank you for joining us today. And Jen, before we jump in today, I want everyone to know that we're going to have a bonus podcast next week, Mm -hmm. and we will be making a pretty big announcement regarding the future of Kitchen Table Theology. So don't miss that. That's all we can say right now, but be sure to watch for it next week when that podcast drops. That will, that podcast drop. They do. You don't post them. You don't, they just, (laughs) they're out there hanging in the air and they suddenly drop. That Uh, makes me think of like the new Amazon droid delivery service. They just drop it. (laughs) (laughs) That's kind of what we do with Kitchen Table (laughs) Theology. Well, that podcast will come out or drop as each podcast does, which is usually on a Sunday, North America, Eastern Standard Mm -hmm. time. So stay tuned for that. Today, Jen, we're going to see what it means when scripture says that instantaneously at the very moment of salvation, we become complete in Christ, complete in Christ. And that concept is found in Paul's letter to the Colossians. And he writes, for in him, all the fullness of deity dwells in bodily form. And in him, you have been made complete. And he is the head over every ruler and authority. You know, I used to blog. I yep. know that you have a blog. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I pick it up every now and then. So I appreciate those that do and that are consistent with it. <laughs> and there is a sister in Christ who lives in the Pacific Northwest, and her name is Dawn Kling. And she wrote the following. You are enough. It's a popular sentiment because it sounds so good, right? Well, you hear it all the time. I know. We want to believe that we are enough. And it's the centerpiece of many self-help philosophies. You are enough, but 
It's wrong. It's wrong. It's wrong. On the surface, I would agree. I, I get it. I, I do. Whether you know and trust in the power of Christ and his work on the cross or not, you are still made in the image of God. Whether you accept God's love or whether you reject it, you are still loved by the creator of the universe more deeply than you can comprehend or imagine. As long as you have breath in this life, we talked about this over several podcasts, you cannot escape. God's love. That love is powerful. And as humans, we instinctively know that there is something deeply sacred about life. Humans are image bearers of God. He chose to create us even in the knowledge of sin, even though the knowledge of sin would enter the world through humanity, requiring the ultimate sacrifice of God and even knowing that some would still reject him. God sent his only son from heaven to earth to live, die and rise again for you, making a way to restore your relationship with God that was broken through sin. That gift means complete salvation and forgiveness is available to you, no matter what you've done. That love is exemplified through the person of Jesus. He is love. And the redemptive work Jesus did was necessary. Because here's the truth. You are not enough. You are not enough on your own. You cannot save yourself and you cannot live up to the standard of holiness that is required by the perfect, holy, and just God of the universe. None of us can, deep down, We all know it's true. There's nobody but Jesus who can meet this standard. The good news is that Jesus is enough, and through him we are complete. You are enough in Christ. Let the credit go where the credit is due. You are enough, not because of anything you've done, but because of what Jesus has done. The only requirement is a humble acceptance of the forgiveness and salvation that is available through Jesus alone, along with a desire to follow and obey him. The Holy Spirit puts that desire in our hearts and guides us. We are nothing apart from Christ, but we are complete in him. Whoa, Don had a lot to say there, didn't she? Don was bringing it strong there. Yeah. Mm, mm, mm. What, What good thoughts, what good words. Well, Pastor Jeff, what does all this mean? If we've been made complete in Christ, and again, this is something that occurs to every believer instantaneously at the moment of salvation, what does that mean? Well, I think our sister Dawn has said it very, very well, but let's drop into that verse and do a little digging. Again, it reads, for in him, all the fullness of deity dwells in bodily form. And in him, you have been made complete. And he's the head over every ruler and authority. So we can translate this phrase as you have come to fullness of life. And the phrase I'm referring to is in him, you've been made complete. That also can be translated in him, you have come to fullness of life. And that plays off the previous words there, in him all the fullness of deity dwells in Mm -hmm. bodily form. So the fullness of the triune God dwells in him in bodily form. The fullness of him, Christ, dwells in us. The emphasis and the, the language that Paul used in writing that is upon the abiding results of our position in Christ. So the believer permanently holds that position before God from the moment of his or her salvation. The two words are complete, come from the same root as the word fullness in verse 9 there. Fullness is an obvious reference to Christ's fullness. Christians have been filled out of Christ's fullness. All the fullness of the Godhead lives permanently in Christ. And this verse says that God has given believers fullness in Christ. Okay, so our fullness as believers comes from Christ's fullness. Right. So then... 
we don't need outside help from any other source. And I can't help but think of all the supplementary things that we we enjoy throughout our throughout our lives here. We take supplement vitamins. Yep. We have we have supplementary comforts, but this verse is saying that we don't need anything of a supplementary nature because we are fully complete in Christ. That's exactly right. We need no supplementary anything. You know, this is our last podcast in this series of the 33 things that occur in the believer at the moment of salvation. And I can't think of a better one to end on, really. Mm-hmm. Every Christian at the moment of salvation receives all the fullness of Christ. So think of it like this. Fullness is God's estimate of you. God views you, if you're in Christ, if you're a Christian, God views you as pardoned and as righteous as Christ is righteous. That's the positional part Mm -hmm. of it. We are with him in his life, his sonship, his heirship, his glory, uh, his merit. God accomplishes that at the moment of salvation, and it remains valid until we stand in the presence of God. I've said it here before. We don't receive Christ on the installment plan. Mm -hmm. We receive a complete Savior and complete results of our salvation at the moment we come to know Him, the nanosecond we Mm -hmm. come to know Him. We, We may appreciate Him more as we grow in Him, obviously. We can appreciate Him more as we know more of Him and about Him. However, we do not receive more of him. Mm -hmm. I I don't have more of him today Mm -hmm. than I have on the day that I was saved. Mm -hmm. I've been completely full in Christ since the moment of salvation. Mm -hmm. So that's a bit about being complete or full. What about those things that refer to things in him? What is that about? Well, in him simply means to be in union with Jesus. And that, that union is our position before God. You see, as, as God views us, he looks at us exactly like he would look at Christ. Perfect. Mm-hmm. Righteous. We are not perfect in our experience, but we are in God's sight perfect in our position. Our position or our status quo before God is uh, we, we are accepted by mm-hmm. him because we are in union with Christ. So we share Christ's fullness. From God's viewpoint, nothing is wanting in us, nothing is wanting in you because of Christ. Jesus fully meets every demand of God for us. Well, maybe it's just me, but as I'm hearing all this, I'm thinking about security and insecurity. So many of us are so insecure about many things, yet this reality of what Christ does for us is nothing short of an infusion yeah. of security. You're getting a, a shot yeah. of security. Yeah. And if we have everything we need before God in Christ, why should we run after the wind of doctrine then? You know, every new philosophy, every new idea to help fulfill our needs. It's it's like Don said. I love that post, man. It's like Don said that we're told we are enough when in actual fact we aren't. But in Christ, we are. Right. That's very true. Think about how Jesus is our substitute, not only at the point of salvation, but as an ongoing status before God. We stand judicially right before God forever. God's estimation of you is equivalent to his estimation of Christ. God identifies us with him in everything. So in having Christ, we have it all. Dr. Grant Richardson illustrates it like this, Jen. He wrote this prior to the passing of Queen Elizabeth. But anyway, he says this, imagine that the Queen of England lost her hand in an accident. 
She crushed her hand so that surgeons could not repair it. A female prisoner in England lies dying in jail. She offers the queen her hand in a hand transplant. After surgery and a healing process, the queen returns to her duties as the queen of England. Her new hand has fingerprints, but those fingerprints are on file in Scotland Yard as belonging to a criminal. Mm. Now, however, the hand is associated with all the dignity, rights, and privileges of the queen's status, her office. That's our position in Christ. God eternally associates us with Jesus. Mm -hmm. We carry his dignity and his honor with us. The hymn writer Charles Wesley said it like this. I love this. No condemnation now I dread. I am my Lord's and he is mine. Alive in him, my living head and clothed in righteousness divine. Mm. And I remember, and we've talked about this before, that I think one of the, that's one of the hardest things to convince people of sometimes, especially if they, Mm -hmm. if they do live a life that they look back with regret or they feel like, you know, how can I ever be enough? Well, right. You can't right. be enough. But this concept of that when God looks at us, he doesn't see all that baggage. He just sees Jesus. Right. And um, that's an amazing, yeah. amazing thing that happens instantaneously at, at the, the moment, moment of, of salvation. It's a great way to, I think, to, to end this, this season of the podcast. And we have covered those 33 things that take place at that moment of salvation for every child of God. Thanks for joining us on this journey and for listening to Kitchen Table Theology. If you haven't already done so, please take a moment to rate and review our podcast from wherever you listen. It helps new listeners find the show, and we want to spread the Kitchen Table Theology love. And don't forget to check out today's episode notes as well. And just a reminder, we have a big announcement coming up on our next podcast. Jen and I will be here together to tell you what that is, and I hope you will join us for it. And a special thanks to Dawn Kling for her amazing blog post that we read today. I hope I did it justice (laughs) just in reading it. But go back and read it again. We encourage you to check it out. We're going to put a link in the episode notes. So thank you. Thank you, Dawn. Also, kindly log on to jeffcranston.com for more information about Dr. Cranston, his books, sermons, leadership notes, and blog posts. And Lord willing, we'll be back next week with a bonus special announcement episode. Until next time. Always remember that the real power of theology is not only knowing it, but applying it. You've been listening to the Kitchen Table Theology Podcast with Jen Denton and Pastor Jeff Cranston. Join us next time for more insights into biblical truth. If you'd like to know more on today's topic, you can check out the show notes at jeffcranston.com. You can also email us at pastorjeff at lowcountrycc.org. If you're enjoying this podcast, would you consider leaving a rating and review on iTunes? We deeply appreciate your help in getting the word out. And be sure to subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or in your favorite podcasting app to continue this journey with us as we learn about and apply God's word to our lives. Thanks for joining us, and we'll see you next time here at Kitchen Table Theology.